0: best player
1: break draft trade
0: out of all of those people
1: that are available the best of the rest
0: the best of the rest yep and the best don't rest Mm -mm. you guys ready
2: yep sure what are we doing again tight end premium tight end premium tight end half point premium yeah
1: that's regular premium yeah that's standard half premium
0: yeah half
3: is standard
0: okay yep. and nick you kind of already explained it so you can just mm-hmm. like put that in for explanation yep we're having a right tight end and the rest of the pool party a tight end pool party i am in for that
3: not a great pool
0: party <laughs> oh, i think it's an amazing pool party <laughs> We don't really technically have a start and stop to our intro, it's just sort of like designed by Nick.
1: The whole thing is an intro.
0: <laughs> the whole podcast. Our entire podcast is an intro and Nick just makes it sound like it was meant to be. <laughs> cool. Henry's got some something about Mary hair going on.
2: <laughs> I've got like some alfalfa stuff going on right now. It's going straight up there. I'm a little rascal, I don't know what to tell you. Hey.
1: You're an average rascal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Average rascal. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Break, draft, trade. But uh, my mom came in town the other day, uh, yesterday, and went to the pool. There were these two girls down there. My mom could not get over how beautiful one of the girls was. She's like, Henry, that girl is so good looking. And I'm like, yeah, I I realized that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're embarrassing
2: my mom. She even went as far as to approach the two girls and be like, you two look stunning today. Like, oh, thank you so much. You're so nice. And, and this like, is
0: my son, Henry. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was like, I should keep my mom around more often. Yeah. Like, mom, the wingman.
0: <laughs> He's on a fantasy football podcast. You should listen sometime. <laughs>
2: to be honest, my mom, sounds weird sometimes saying it, but she's like probably my best friend in the whole world and has been for like my entire life. It was just us two for like six years when my brother joined the Marine Corps
0: sweet henry listen
2: to this yeah mama's boy
0: for any ladies listening henry over here the eligible bachelor
2: man girls my age don't like mama's boy they just like assholes man they don't like guys that are nice dudes yeah
1: you
3: gotta get with
0: that well then they're
3: not smart you need to start tagging moms like zach wilson
0: yeah
3: (laughs) man i apologize to a friend the other
2: day because i didn't realize it was his mom henry I was at the bar and I was like, kind shoot!" shoot. The next day, he's like, yeah, it's like going on to Harpels. And I was like, that was your mom. <laughs>
0: Maybe cut this part out of the pod. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm Zach Wilson, baby. <laughs>
0: Although, in the light of the Zach Wilson information, it is a little bit, you know, like, I guess goes with the flow of the weekly news. Mm-hmm. That was kind of funny.
1: Last week's news today. Broken news.
0: I mean, listen, I was pretty psyched about the Zach Wilson news because I'm over here like, so you're saying there's a chance.
2: <laughs> I loved all the videos of, like, teammates dapping people up and they're like, Zach Wilson when he walks into the
3: locker room. Yeah. <laughs> Oh it's the unc where the whole locker room goes nuts as soon as he goes in everybody starts jumping yeah, yeah. i was like thinking i was like i'm so glad that noble got selected for the scott fish bowl i'm sure zach wilson would have picked her too
0: <laughs> thank you i'm flattered <laughs> i'm okay with that like i'm totally okay with that he's pretty hot <laughs> He he is. Yeah, a 12-year-old that's
2: like 6'3", 230 pounds. He is, but he's got that baby face.
1: Yeah.
0: It's okay. It's okay. It just means he's going to look really good for a long time.
1: Yeah. He'll be Brady. He looks like he's in, like, the church choir group.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Why is Drew Brees in this place? (laughs) We don't know. It's because it's 83
3: instead of 84 players. Wait, you don't don't know people's phone numbers? No. Uh, no, I know 911. See, Mike spun a dial to call his friends. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I absolutely did that. So, easy, easy. Ready for interest?
3: No, no. Maybe. No, I'm Zach
2: Wilson, baby. Is that
0: good? That sounded terrible. Super good. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good.
3: Great job. Gold star.
0: Gold star. (laughs) Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about my favorite subject, tight ends. We're ranking tight ends along with going over our wide receivers we didn't get to last week. As Mike put them, the wide receivers that are sexy. (laughs)
3: Yeah, that 40 to 60 range. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The 40 to 60 range wide receivers. So we're going to be doing a mock draft to let you know how the tight ends and those wide receivers are ranked per Nick, Henry, Mike, and myself. Along with running backs and quarterbacks that are left over.
1: (laughs) The leftovers. The leftovers. Best of the rest.
0: Speaking of our fantasy pros, brains, and comedians... Mr. Sarcasm, Mr. King of Chianti, Mike, Papa Bear Claw, say hello.
1: Hello. Chianti is dead. Hello. I believe.
0: I know. But you like Chianti. Yes. Chianti. How's the wine? Now I get it all screwed up. It's Chianti. It's Chianti. Mm -hmm. The wine. The King of Chianti. But I,
1: I prefer a nice Cabernet. Ooh,
0: he's moved on to Cabernet. It's
1: always been Cabernet. Oh. Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, if you could say that second word.
0: Ooh. Listen to Henry. You're not even old enough to drink it. I don't think.
2: What? Yeah, he is.
0: He's like
1: 30.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's like 30.
3: No, no. Cabernet, strict 25 and older. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If if you order Cabernet, you're not getting ID'd.
0: If Henry was a female, he would not be on Zach Wilson's list. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm drinking Cabernet, I would be. You might.
0: A few more years. I might. I definitely am on Zach Wilson's list, and I'm okay with that. You're going to
1: start tagging him.
0: (laughs) You know what? I might do that. I might do that. (laughs) Speaking of Henry, our Superman of the podcast, Mr. Clark Kent, get the glasses on, because... We need you. There they are. <laughs> you never disappoint.
1: Where'd Henry yeah. go?
0: <laughs> Clark Kent has entered the building. He is in the phone booth. Clark, say hi.
2: What's up, party people? Here with another pool party episode. <laughs> pool
0: party. Get your floats and your drinks.
2: Don't forget to bring it towel. <laughs> I've done that a couple times. <laughs>
0: And his mom will find all the pretty
2: girls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Never fails. And he'll
0: find his mom's friends. Yes. Hello, Henry's mom, if you're listening. (laughs) And her friends. (laughs) And her
3: friends. (laughs) Zach Wilson says hello as well.
0: (laughs) Zach Wilson definitely says hello. And last but certainly not least, our king, our
2: fearless leader.
0: Fearless leader, our tireless leader, the man who stays up editing all of our craziness <laughs> weekly, Mr. Nick James.
3: I am just a little bit behind on the last podcast, but it is at the sacrifice of being able to study the first tournament I've ever been able to study here with the Scott Fish Bowl. Both you, Noble and Fantasy Flog, who is one of the rank draft trade rankers, are both in the the Scott Fishbowl, and both are absolutely crushing it. It's been an interesting format to study, something I wasn't familiar with previously.
0: And I want to say thank you for everybody's help and support through the Scott Fishbowl. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of anxiety because of me being me, but um, I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. At first, I was not really feeling my team, even though it appeared that I was actually doing really well but now I don't I feel like it's coming together I definitely am looking back I'm like you know what I feel like I have a very good balanced team and luck has to be on my side but I definitely think I can go out there and compete which is all I care about I like it good I love it. I want some more of it.
1: <laughs> you start again. You're, you're good. Play your uh, weird players that'll actually do well after you kind of built that safe base.
0: Yeah, like the players we're getting into today, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly like the players we're getting into today. The
0: sexy players.
1: Yeah, you build that, like, really solid base of players that are, like, pretty much, like, fairly sure things, you know, a lot of value. Yeah. And then after that, you need to get the upside players that can go up to that.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, let's get started, because we got to make sure we get to that sexy 40 to 60 range. I don't know if we'll hit that.
0: Yeah, because Mike's really, really excited <laughs> about
3: the sexy players. Yeah, my favorite
1: wide receivers. All right.
0: Nick is going to kick it off.
3: So this exercise is a little different than what we have been doing previously, where we've strictly just been going either or down the list. We have tight ends here, but there is a twist. We are drafting them with the pool of players outside of our top 24 ranks at the other positions. So no QB 24 and earlier, RB wide receiver. It's the tight ends and the remaining players in the pool in this draft. One more twist. It is .4. Five tight end premium to uh, put the pee and tight end pool party. So <laughs>
0: don't pee in the pool though.
3: Yep. and no Drew Brees available. Yep, <laughs>
0: Henry already took him. He's gone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, the added twist is the TEP in the pool for this one. So with that, it's clear and obvious, once you've eliminated those other ones from the board, that there's going to be several tight ends to start it off. And for me, I'm going with Pitts, though it is probably a closer decision than it is for others. Wow. Who's that? Me? Or is that you? That's got to be you. That was you. Mine is muted. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I <laughs> <laughs> made an awesome noise. <laughs> I, I think the top two picks here are pretty clear in, in a tight end premium league with what's left. It's going to be Pitts and then Andrews. I really don't think there's any other way that's going to
3: go.
0: Okay. I'm going Travis Kelsey here. Thank you. Yeah, That's fine. I don't care. I'm taking Travis Kelsey.
3: For a while, it's been Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were the only things you really wanted on the Chiefs. So now you take Tyreek out of the equation. It just seems like Kelsey's probably going to have a big year, even though he's obviously getting up there in age.
2: I would be surprised if he weren't the tight end one barring injury. Just with the target share that he's going to command, I could see it near 30% for sure, which would be outlier number uh, with four and five here, I went a couple of Iowa, Hawkeye, tight ends, and George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson. Very nice. Yeah, probably taking Kittle over Kelsey just due to the age, although with Debo returning and perhaps a new quarterback in San Fran, Kittle could see his targets come down a little bit or something along those lines, but I still am in love with the physical specimen, the player, the production. TJ Hawkinson hopefully gets a new quarterback next year. Is still below 25 or reaching it going into his prime. Former top 10 pick. Should be awesome.
0: I... I'm going Waller for my pick and going back to the Kelsey Kittle. I know age is always going to lean Kittle, but at the same time, like I'm always trying to build a team that I can win with. And Kelsey's just such a freak of nature that he's kind of one of those pieces that I feel like is just gives you an edge in that position. Waller does the same. Waller had some injury issues last year, which was a little frustrating because when you have a player that strong that's on the injured reserve. It's hard to replace, but hopefully he's coming back healthy and I'm going Waller.
1: I like it. First non-tight end off the board here. First non-side end off the board. I'm going to go with Hollywood. This is generally the range where I kind of start getting receivers. After, like, the the first bunch are gone, when I'm kind of getting my quarterbacks and my running backs in order, or probably overdrafting running backs, to be honest, and falling behind on wide receiver, I usually end up with a guy like Hollywood in this range. Guy you, you couldn't give away two years ago. People were kind of just out on him. And I ended up acquiring a lot of him. And then last year, he really blew up. And then he gets traded to Arizona, which has Hopkins. Well, Hopkins gets suspended for six games, so that gives him six games of being the top target on that team. No more Kirk there. So I I think he'll really blow up the first six games and kind of build himself a really nice role there. I like it.
3: If you haven't figured out what's going on so far, I'm picking first. Papa's going second. Noble third. And Claire fourth. And it is snaking just us four as we go through these ranks. So Papa here with uh, the seventh pick off the board, taking the first non-tight end with Marquise Brown. None of us had him as a top 24 wide receiver, but I imagine that a lot of us are pretty close to that. Obviously with Hopkins not being there, gotta be excited about Marquise Brown, but with that being the only non-tight end, the other tight ends lead me to Dallas Goddard. If there's tight ends that I'm willing to pay more for compared to just what could be the next big group, one of the very last guys on that list is gonna be Dallas Goddard. So here with the 8th pick, I'm picking Dallas Goddard. Now I need you guys' help here with the next one. I got three players that I'm trying to decide between and you tell me who I should pick. One of the top two ones and I'll take the other.
0: Not Mike Evans because I want him.
3: You're not getting him.
0: Come on! I don't like any the other guys.
1: <laughs> I do really like the Goddard pick, just to kind of go back to it a second. He was probably covered a lot last year with uh, just having Devonta Smith on the field, more so than other tight ends would be on an offense, and now the the addition of A.J. Brown. I know Hurts isn't like known for being the biggest passing quarterback, but you've got to, you have to think maybe spreading the coverage around might make things a little easier for him, but people are probably really low on him right now. I know that was
2: one of the first discussions that we ever had just us two was Lamar going into last season and the passing volume of the offense with uh, you obviously really liking Rashad and Tealyn Wallace more than me. Yeah. And it was a discussion of how many yards are there to go around, how many touchdowns are there to go around. And I do think the addition to A.J. Brown hurts gathered a little bit, but I have no problem with him here as the seventh tight end off the board.
3: All right, so rapid fire here. Pick one of these four. Evans, Mooney, Pollard, Schultz.
1: Mooney. Not the last two. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm not picking because I want one of them.
1: I'd be stuck between Evans and Mooney. Evans tied to Brady at least one more year, and he's, you know, bound to be a wide receiver one. And Mooney's probably getting a ton of targets from Fields. I mean, besides Komet, he's the only guy there.
2: He had 140 last year. Oh. <laughs> Mooney. And like 81 receptions.
1: (laughs) Mooney had 140 targets last year between what? Quarterbacks? Yeah, it was like Foles, Dalton, Fields.
3: Yeah. So in all of our top 24s, we have like Diggs and Cup. Well, Evans is between them in age. Almost 29. He's almost as old as Cup going into this season.
1: Yeah. This is like the kind of range where I'm more okay with taking guys that are a little bit older at times. You know, I'm not talking like guys that are like 32 in this range, but these are not high value draft picks and startups. So, like, getting a guy like Mike Evans for a year or two is really solid value at this point because this is the easiest, the the most replaceable position you're going to get. Even if you win your league, you're going to have a late first. You're going to be able to take a guy like that to replace them in the next draft or even in the second round. This isn't like the running back position where you need a top five draft pick to replace.
3: Well, with that being said, I'm going with Mike Evans here.
0: I love Evans.
3: If Godwin has any kind of a setback, Mike Evans becomes a league winner. Same argument for, like, Gage's value. Value is the same argument for Mike Evans being one of the top wide receivers to have this season.
1: I mean, even if Godwin doesn't have a setback, he's he's bound to at least have another wide receiver one season or two left in him. Mm-hmm. He's a lot more consistent than people even like to give him.
0: I think Evans is hugely underrated.
1: He's definitely underrated and people kind of like look at him like what Tyler Lockett actually is, where it's really boom or bust. Mike, Mike Evans is a bit more consistent than that.
0: Well, and what's interesting is I picked Mike Evans in the Scott Fishbowl to to stack with Brady, which dynasty or redraft, it doesn't matter. Brady loves to throw to his receivers, but I got hate over the Evans pick. Like he was the most controversial person on my roster when I would post it. It's funny how Evans draws a lot of haters.
2: It does. It's weird,
0: but I don't care. I think he's quietly great every single year and consistent.
2: Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. What is it? Eight straight thousand yard seasons now. I would bet on another one this year. He's going to be a top 12 wide yeah. receiver barring injury. Uh, it's a phenomenal pick especially with the stack. Probably the best pick you made.
1: Yeah, it's not even like yeah. just like a deep threat or anything. He's a, he's a big red zone target.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love Evans. So I
1: saw a debate on
2: Twitter and it was one guy was like, I feel like the Evans hype is getting overblown. Some people are talking about like 20 touchdowns and another guy comes out and he's like I wouldn't count it out. I'm like, I would definitely count that out. That's happened once in the history of the NFL yeah. and it was Randy Moss. Ironically with Brady uh, you know, I guess it's not in Entirely impossible. Anytime you're predicting like a record-breaking season, you're doing it wrong. But he could easily get 10 touchdowns yeah. and a thousand yards, and that's going to be awesome.
1: I mean, but if there, if there is a receiver that could do it, if Godwin's hurt and they have Gage out on the field with him and like Tyler Johnson and Bray, I mean, he's the guy that could do that. It's possible. I'm not saying it's 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 likely. I'm not saying I'd bet on it.
2: Yeah, I I put it like less than five percent.
1: Unless the odds were really really long, then I'll throw money on it. But it's probably not mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah, I went with Mooney next. I know you were saying the targets last year. Well, he's, he's going to be getting the targets again this year, and mm-hmm. hopefully he does something with it. Hopefully he improves a bit. There's really not much else around him. Really banking on fields moving forward kind of improving from last year, as we all are with every rookie quarterback. Yep, you're not uh, banking on the
2: first-round pick and kill Harry coming in there. <laughs>
1: no, yeah. Broken news. Or like the seven punt returners they brought in this off-season. All Alright, that brings us to
2: pick 15 here.
0: I really dislike any like most of these picks right here. I am struggling and want to just skip down to Amon Ra. <laughs> 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 Like Jerry Judy. <laughs> I don't like Jerry Judy.
1: You don't have to. It's your ranks.
0: And then it's Juju and I'm struggling so hard with Juju. I will say... I'm pick Juju, which is like almost against everything in me, but given the fact he is in a new spot. Yep, new spot, same TikTok. Yep. Dancing on the Steelers logo. What? What? You took Juju? Yeah, am I not supposed to? Oh, no. You, Why did you say it like that?
1: Because you hate Juju.
0: I do hate Juju.
1: It was more of a shock.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I was like like, yeah. I, I can take him off very easily.
1: Yeah. I'm, one of, I'm, I'm one of the highest on Juju and I was really hoping he'd come back to me. I was really it. I like the pick a lot.
0: I am not, but you can be redeemed in my world. So I write people off very quickly on my fantasy roster because I run a tight ship. And as soon as you don't do anything, I am pretty much like you're dead to me. But there is hope. You can redeem yourself. I'm hoping Juju does that. I like that he's changed spots and he's in Kansas City now. So we'll see. So this is me hoping I took
1: Juju. I like it. Nothing like, you know, getting back at things with Pat Mahomes, the quarterback.
0: Now, if he screws me over again, he's really dead to me.
1: Okay, that's fair. (laughs) I think he's dead to a lot of people then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, this is it, buddy. This is your last and final chance.
1: (laughs) All right,
2: well, with the 12th pick, i went with Mike Williams, former top 10 pick. Chargers. He's huge. He's like 6'5", 235 or something. He's kind of like Kelvin Benjamin if he ever succeeded.
0: (laughs) He got injured, I think.
2: Yeah, his rookie year, I think he had like a thousand yards and then he never did anything else. But Mike Williams has pulled the reverse Kelvin Benjamin. Hmm. Justin Herbert at quarterback. Keenan Allen aging. Already on the wrong side of 30. He's clearly the X in the offense with a top five quarterback in the NFL. Was a top 12 wide receiver last year. Could easily do it again this year. And signed a nice extension Not super long-term, but another two years out of him, they're going to be pretty good, barring him jumping up 80 feet in the air and falling on his back. I love Mike Williams when he's playing football. I think Iowa said that last year. When he's on the field, he's really good.
3: (laughs) He could just make a diving catch and injure himself at any moment. Part of the reason I like Mike Williams, he's under contract, and Keenan Allen has just crested 30. Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen, like Herbert said in interviews, that he's been like... security blanket like his safety blanket well Mike Williams also been there just as long Keenan Allen starting to age out I can see a world where Mike Williams becomes one of the best options for I don't know almost inarguably top three quarterback so you tell me you get the best wide receiver for one of the top three quarterbacks where do you put that wide receiver there's arguments you can make for Mike Williams for all kinds of places but uh, yeah I like the pick
1: also like he's he's like it's not a big like extension or anything, but it ties him to Herbert as long as you want to have Mike Williams. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, my next pick here, I was stuck between Judy and Chase Claypool. Both came out in the same draft class. I believe that Claypool is the more prototypical ex-receiver. He's like 6'4", 230, and he ran like a four three eight 8 at the combine. It's kind of the attitude problems that give me a lot of pause with him. And then obviously the last two years he's had Ben who can't really stretch the field, which I think hurt him. Last year he only had like two receivers touchdowns which is an outlier a uh, number set for positive regression there if i'm betting on judy versus claypool right now it's razor thin margin for me but judy has russell wilson he's potentially the wide receiver three on his own team i know that'll draw some boos because people don't want to acknowledge tim patrick's existence even though he outscored courtland sutton last year in ppr but just banking on judy the more technical route runner the higher draft pick but most people have graded out as a higher receiver with a better quarterback
3: i like it
0: i'm glad you took him so i didn't have to
3: jerry judy just crested 23 so let's say you're wrong and he's the third wide receiver this year at that point now these wide receivers starting to get a little bit older with both sutton and patrick maybe not now but eventually there's at least a fallback for jerry judy precision route runner and an accurate quarterback it has a good chance of going together just like Sutton does yep. with Wilson there
2: if Sutton fits the Metcalf role Judy's the most likely to fit the locket role and then Patrick could replace one of them the only problem is Patrick and Sutton both got extensions so they're both going to be there for a while and Judy's obviously still in the rookie deal so he's going to be there a while as well gonna have three pretty good receivers
3: Fred Hamler, yep. yeah
2: KJ Hamler I actually really liked him coming out unfortunate injuries
3: yeah but He could be back. Doesn't mean he's irrelevant. The other two are invested in financially. Judy's invested in with draft capital. Yep. So they all are invested in. So it's not like they have thrown Judy to the side. But it is ambiguous how that's going to actually shake out there.
2: Unlike Hamler.
1: Wasn't Hamler a second-round pick? Yeah, he was like, I think
2: he would be for Claypool. He was like 40th or something.
1: Yeah, that's decent capital for a wide receiver. Speed demon.
2: He was like clocked with one of those like radar guns at the games or like played at Penn State, obviously, and they clocked him at like 24 and a half miles an hour. If his hamstrings could support his body, he'd be awesome.
1: That's like Daniel Jones speed. That's crazy. <laughs> but he didn't fall over. Not yet. Well, he did. He, Disney, gave out the, yep. that one game. It wasn't great.
0: <laughs> Okie dokie. What do you got? Up to me. Well... Three different players in three different positions, I could arguably pick any one of these three. I guess it would depend on how my draft has gone so far. I'm definitely not picking Hamari Pooper Scooper Cooper because he's like a do not draft for me. (laughs) <laughs> Fantastic nickname. Yeah, I can't do it. So he's like out, even though he is the highest rank one out of the other three, four, whatever. Eleven. I'm looking at Pollard, Claypool, and friar French fry mouth. If I needed another running back, I would... Definitely go Pollard. I don't know.
1: The the assumption of what we're doing now is assume you need everybody. So you're taking whatever you would value the highest.
0: I guess I'm gonna go Pollard here. I like it. Um where is he? <laughs> oh, there he is. I got him! Yeah, Pollard is a guy that surprisingly will give you a decent amount of points. And if Zeke goes down, he's your guy. And there's even crazy people out there who I think put Pollard first, which is a little nuts. But I like him as an extra on my roster.
1: I mean, I'll bring it up again. Remember the draft we had where the guy picked Zeke and Pollard back-to-back? That was absurd. Yes. (laughs) I'll bring it up every week because that's like the most absurd thing you can do. Two early picks on two running backs in the same backfield talk about capping your upside and then killing it with Zeke being almost as old as Eckler.
3: It would have to be late to make any kind of sense, but with Pollard this exercise is kind of interesting because when you remove the top 24 wide receivers and 24 running backs the pool that is left is unbalanced, obviously with all these tight ends at the top, but even then here now, like you see with the wide receivers there's like a lot of the upper wide receiver threes that are worth more than a whole bunch of the running backs so you get to here where Pollard, first one off the board, that there's at least 12 other, 13 other players that you want more than the 25th running back, kind of showing the the scarcity at the running back position.
0: Nice.
3: But Papa, you surprised me with this one. I thought I was going to have to take him. I know. I figured that.
0: I had to look for him. I was like, whoa, now? Okay, Henry's favorite.
1: Yeah, I went with a guy I don't get in any rookie drafts. He's also my least favorite as far as the hype. I don't think he's the one in Kansas City, but he could be. I think it's a combination of Juju and Kelsey. Scantling signed a pretty decent contract there as well. Mm -hmm. I think the upside, though, could be pretty big with him. If he does develop a good relationship, like a passing relationship with Patrick Mahomes, that, that could be a big thing there. He could take on a huge role there. And at this point in the draft, where the stakes aren't too high, you're in your mid round. That's the type of upside I'd look for. Also, he wouldn't be here right now if we were in a, a draft. No, he definitely would not be. No, he would be gone. Ooh, this is a tough one.
3: Like, this pick has shook me up because, to me, of all the players we were drafting here, he was right around the 13th best player that I could have taken off the board. I know you and Henry are a lot lower on Sky Moore than me. That just—you just sniped me, man. Hurts yeah. my feelings. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I, I gotta I gotta hedge myself against being wrong. Sometimes, you know, there there are a lot of players I don't particularly like, but when it gets to a certain point, you kind of gotta take them. I, I can't be right on everybody, but the way I have my rankings, like I kind of set myself up where I can still take those players, and that's okay.
3: Well, as a consolation prize, I get Noble G's tight end one for the Scott Fish Bowl with Dalton Schultz,
0: who I love,
3: was third best tight end last year, and this is a half point premium. The more I've looked into it, the more he's kind of risen up and separated himself from that whole mid-pack of tight ends, where there's these obvious top seven that we have here, but I have just kind of, like, solidified Schultz here, which some people have Friermuth above, and I, I can understand it's definitely based on, like, youth, but now that I know Schultz is gonna be here in, like, training camp and whatnot, I'm I'm stoked to be able to get Schultz, as long as they don't have to pay more than, like, a wide receiver three range, which is kind of where we're at.
1: Got solid value there.
0: It's a league winner. I don't it's want a league People concerned right about him
1: not being in Dallas after this year if he doesn't sign any kind of extension. Yeah, that'd be my concern. That, that's my concern with him as well. That's like why I, I, I rarely end up with Schultz. I rarely keep Schultz, but this is a solid range for him.
3: Tight end is so topsy-turvy year to year, mm. and last year he was one of the very best ones that you could have, especially in like some kind of a tight end premium league, or like a super tight end premium league, like the Scott Fish Bowl. If it, oh, well, I guess it's this year, and then we don't know after that. Well, this year is probably going to be good. And with tight end being so topsy-turvy, it's like, yep, I might be rolling the dice next year. But with his upside being up there, with being able to finish as a top three tight end, you know, that kind of separates him from a lot of these guys in the pack who haven't done anything close to that yet.
1: Yeah, that's... But also, I mean, with tight end, it's also really, like, you know, team and, like, scheme oriented. Like, you take a guy like Johnny Smith, who was fantastic in Tennessee, and everyone had such high hopes for him, and, you know, now he's borderline droppable on the Patriots, a team that is known for using 2 Two tight ends. It really just depends on how they're going to be used on their teams. He's got a great situation right now. He's easily a tight end one this year, and then after this, we don't know. You know, it's not it's not very much different than like having Zach Ertz at that point.
3: Yep. Other than like five years of age. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right as far as Johnny Smith switches teams and you know loses almost all real value, even though he has some perceived value. It was weird. They brought in two tight
2: ends. You knew one of them was going to get absolutely screwed. Just by looking at it, and it just happened to be Jonu. They both
1: got paid. Yeah,
2: Jonu got paid yeah. more actually. Yeah. which you know, like I thought maybe maybe
1: they'd even use him in the backfield, and we just kind of got like no Jonu. It was it was. Yeah, he got
2: hurt early in yeah. the year, early in camp, and then never really seemed to get going.
3: It's just that Schultz has the top end that's just a little bit higher than what a lot of these mid range guys are with a DAC level offense, especially when they lose like Cooper and they replace it with James Washington and and Jalen Tolbert. Definitely both players that each have their own truthers for to a various degree but Dalton Schultz it just looks like he could be something that is really consistent uh, medium to high volume all the time.
2: Should be this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember having Blake Jarwin and Dynasty at one point and being very excited and then it wound up being Dalton Schultz due to an ACL on Jarwin Mm -hmm. and it's just a question of how much of his value is really just because he's the Cowboys tight end. I I would argue 90 plus percent of it. So hopefully he signs that long-term extension, gets something worked out.
1: Well, I mean, even yep. if you look at good like a, like a, was it C.J. Uzama on Cincinnati yep. last year? Absolutely flexible, you know, streamable tight end. And now he's like one of the couple of tight ends brought into the Jets. And yep. You don't really want him. But Hayden Hurst, the guy who nobody really wanted last year, now he goes ahead and takes that role as a pass-catching tight end for Burrow, and he's kind of looking pretty good in ADP. Yeah,
3: I'd rather have Hurst than Uzama oh, right 100%. now. 100
1: percent. And last year, probably the
3: opposite. I'm willing to fade Schultz a little bit more in a non-tight end premium league than I would be a tight end premium league. He's one of the ones that gets a little bit extra boost because it is tight end premium because of the volume of Kinch's potential there with him. Mm-hmm. I love him in Dallas.
1: Yeah, he's also likely gone by this point in a tight end premium.
3: This is true. Back to back here with Schultz, I picked Allen Robinson. This is a tier of all the wide receivers that are going to be like 27 and a half or older unless you're picking like Amon Ross St. Brown or avoiding him so Noble can. <laughs> I picked Allen Robinson as the compliment to Cup here to Stafford, who I have as one of the better quarterbacks for this season. Another one of the players that Noble has on her Scott Fishbowl team.
0: The dream team. Yep.
3: I can see Allen Robinson returning to what he was like when he was like a Jag and, you know, before he was misused as a bear. So, will
1: follow that up with another older receiver. I'm taking this player banking on hopefully having Watson at some point this year throwing to him. I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. I know he's getting up there in age, but I'd, you know, I'd love to have a receiver that's tied to a top five quarterback for a couple of years.
2: Might be a year if Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Maybe they make a play for Jimmy G. They do have some cap room. Maybe they bring in someone else, but even with Brissett, yeah. it could be worse.
1: It could be. Not by much, but it could be.
3: You saw Cups season that he had at 28 years old. Cooper just turned 28 years old. Not too long ago. Did he
2: just so turn 29?
3: Cooper turned, just turned 28. Yeah, he's pretty young. Okay, I'm sorry. I was trying to figure out which Cooper we were talking about. I got confused. Sorry, Cooper of the Amari variety? Yes.
0: (laughs) Cooper, Scooper.
3: Brisket, Brissette. I make a good brisket. If this is wasting (laughs) his 28 to 29-year-old season on Brissette for half the season, that's disappointing for Cooper. And then next year, he's probably going to fall a little more in rankings and value. And then, okay, cool, it's Sean Watson. That's going to be nice. But what if he tops out? it like what lock it is this year I am I just keep sliding Cooper down a little bit more and a little bit more as the offseason goes on
1: and that makes a lot of sense but at the same time even if it is brisket even if it is Jimmy G who else are they throwing to on that team it's true yeah they, they got they thing Amari Cooper like Njoku who's never really been good he's just been like hyped as like maybe he could be something there and paid and they had Hooper <laughs> Don, what, Donovan Peoples-Jones Anthony Schwartz uh-huh. it's just a bunch of random receivers that are probably not going to be anything. What?
3: Oh, you are forgetting the one they had day two draft capital used on to add to their roster this season. Oh, who am I forgetting? David Bell. Yes. Yeah. Noble?
0: Ring my bell. <laughs> Ring my bell It's
3: like a drop, you can just cue it
0: (laughs) I was waiting I was like, wait, did I just hear Bell?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did forget to mention Bell But Mm. even so, even even if it is Brissette for 6 games, 8 games A full year, that's probably not going to be His first look, he's going to be going ahead and try to get it to the vet And try to move the ball down the field I can see a lot of targets for Cooper on that team As far as a wide receiver can go on that team It is run first
2: Yep, I like Cooper a little bit The concern is unless they significantly restructured his contract, which I don't think they did. He's probably out of Cleveland next year. Assuming they don't want to pay him 20 million a year. So then it's like, where does he land? He could land in an even better spot, right? The Chargers could like pick him up for Keenan or something like that. But it's another gamble of free agency and where he lands. Yeah. Potentially, he could wind up staying there. Surprisingly. <laughs> he All right. Could Noel, be. On the clock. Let's go.
0: On the. Cl- oh god, the anxiety just kicked in. <laughs> Quick, Nick, help! <clears throat> oh no. So I think I might snipe Henry for the second time because I got him with Watson earlier in the draft.
2: <laughs> I doubt you're going to snipe me. I doubt it too. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Well, you mentioned him earlier that you were trying to decide between him. Oh. There is a guy that I want. I don't think you're going to snipe. Oh,
2: he's still on the board.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like right here, he's a pretty good value. I'm going to go with Chase Claypool. Mm, got him. Uh, he might snipe me right back, but I don't feel like he will. Nope, I will not. Yeah, I know. I think I'm pretty with with my next pick, but (laughs) I was trying to decide between Claypool and Friarmouth, but I like Claypool. I think he'll be good. Obviously they have a new quarterback, but I like his position and I'm going with him.
3: Here with Claypool, I was actually curious to hear you guys' thoughts on what his value is. You each had him 10, 11. The group has him as 14, and this is best player available with this shrunken pool that we're drafting from. Me, I had over 30 and so does like sleeper ADP.
0: Yeah, whoa.
3: What is it that makes Claypool worth more than a lot of these other players that we have here to you guys?
1: I think what makes Claypool worth more than a lot of these other players is the position he'll be in, not this year, but the following year. Mm -hmm. With Deontay gone, you're going to probably have Pickens in the number one role there if things go that way. If Deontay is gone, I think he's more talented than him and that'll open up a lot of the second wide receiver role on that team, which players are usually very successful and look at Juju with Antonio Brown, things like that. Just the way the team is set up, I think he could be putting up killer numbers there as so a number two without Ben as quarterback. Mm-hmm.
0: I, Nick, you have both Friar and Claypool way ranked very differently than Henry and we haven't gotten to Friar yet, but I'm just noticing, is it Pittsburgh?
3: So Friarmouth, he has draft capital, he's a second round pick. Hasn't necessarily been like one of those very tip-top tight ends yet. Obviously, they just drafted another wide receiver and then another wide receiver later so it's like I'm not 100% sure what his role is going to be obviously there's no Eber on this year so there is room there for more to be there for Pat Friermuth but he's closer to the top of the rest of the guys than he is to the bottom of these top guys for me. How I have him right. Yeah,
0: it's just interesting you're way different. I guess not quite as much on Friar Muth with Henry, but you guys are pretty different with those two, and the Henry and Mike. And then you asked about what Chase Claypool. Yeah, you guys are way different. I like him, but the
3: problem is George Pickens. Pickin' Pickens. Could be a problem. is he a problem? They have almost the same level of draft capital invested. Claypool just like some of the things, it's like the immaturity things with Claypool you nervous and then George Pickens has his own little various concerns there so I think Claypool
2: might be more mature than Pickens which is certainly saying
3: something it's <laughs> a
2: very bad competition to be yeah having. I guess
3: it's something where it's not one where you can use the argument for one or the other but
2: Claypool's never like ripped someone's helmet off and thrown him into the stands and punched him
3: mm-hmm. yet, <laughs> yet. <laughs> Yeah. Yes.
0: Mike's a big Pickens fan.
2: But Pickens never danced after a first down with like 11 seconds left. So it's a close battle.
1: I like the player profile of him. I don't like the off-field issues. Like him? Okay. But he could be in a fantastic situation.
3: Yeah. Could be. Well, for me, like Firemouth, Pickens, Claypool, they're all really close to this, like, same tier that we're at right now. All these other auxiliary Steelers pieces. It just depends on how plays out which ones are going to rise or which ones are going to fall but it's the odds that they all end up being worth this range next year isn't very good some are going to be worth a little more some might not be worth as much and if I had to pick between the three I'm saying that maybe Claypool is the one that falls off this season and then you know you're still hopeful for next year
1: I mean it's a world of possibility where Claypool and Pickens are both worth more and Deontay just not on the team and he's the one worth less
3: that would be awesome if he gets traded before the trade deadline this season and then it's Pickens and Claypool and suddenly you love both of them. You probably love Deontay wherever he went and then suddenly all three of them are worth even more than they are right now.
2: For me, Claypool's value is that rookie year wide receiver 24 last year, almost wide receiver 3 territory in PPR wide receiver 37. Rookie year had 11 touchdowns. Last year he had 2. Seems like it would fall closer to maybe the 7-8 range on average and then get rid of Juju obviously you bring in Pickens, maybe that's a wash in terms targets. I think Juju was more involved than I would project Pickens to be this year. Pickens still coming off an ACL, perhaps a little bit. Don't think he played a lot last year after the injury. Uh, Claypool just sublimely talented. I mean, to build the receiver in a lab, 6'4", 240 with the speed that he has, it's like Megatron-esque. The only question is how good can he be if he doesn't have the drive to just want to be great at football? It's kind of like, I want to be this megastar. I have a huge ego, this, that, and the other. Um, following up Claypool, I did go Friar I probably would have taken Pat over Goddard and Schultz if I just had to pick him straight up just because he's going into year two. He was phenomenal last year. Like I said, they get rid of their slot target and Juju. Second round pick, he's obviously really good. Any thoughts on Friar
0: I like Friar I feel like all of a sudden it was like nobody really was talking about him and he was quietly putting up decent numbers each game and I was like, who's this guy? So I I like him.
1: I mean, he potentially has a little bit of a touchdown outlier, but I do like him a lot.
2: Yep, last year he had seven touchdowns, probably stole him all from Claypool. Probably.
3: Maybe they'll split <laughs> him up a little more evenly. He could have been a more popular player, had he not been in the same class as Kyle Pitts. Yep. For me personally, I like the pick, but it's for different reasons, more so that this is where I think he should go, right after like Schultz and Garter. I like the pick nonetheless.
2: Yeah, last year I think it took him a couple games to get going. Didn't really see the breakout happen until week six and then after the bye. It was they had Ebron and a one year deal and he was kind of the starter until Friermuth took the reins over and then after that buy, I mean he was pretty pretty solid every week uh, we do see tight ends take longer to become relevant right we didn't really see Goddard become anything until the second contract replaces Ertz typically tight ends don't really hit that prime till 26 27 and then on this turn I'll go Alexander Madison which is probably a surprise to many listening
0: no way it's your favorite
1: going into his fourth year younger than magic yep
2: Mike said it there
0: it's our least surprising pick for- for you, Henry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he's younger than Najee Harris going into the fourth year of his NFL career. He's someone that could get a second contract somewhere else, or if they cut Cook after the season, gets injured or something. He's a bell cow running back. I mean, when Cook goes down, it's not like they go to some committee approach. It's Alexander Madison, 25 carries, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. I and mean, it's phenomenal. There's no drop-off between Cook and Madison when he plays. He's a starting caliber running back, probably top 20 in the league when it comes to talent at the running back position for me. And he's just getting closer and closer to being free from being a backup.
0: And I also have him in the Scott Fishbowl.
2: Excellent. I mean,
1: Cook goes down at all. That's an easy 20-point replacement. Yeah.
2: And especially in Scott Fishbowl where it's a tournament style, it's, you know, you want those high upside guys. If Cook goes down, Madison is league
3: winning. Yes. For me, if you eliminated the rookies from this year at running back, then like Madison would be the very next running back I have after Pollard.
2: But yeah, the rookies are all question marks for me. I, I get the love of like Rashad White and Spiller mm-hmm. pre-draft mm-hmm. and the landing spots pretty mm-hmm. good, but the combine kind of destroyed them.
3: Yeah, And there's even a couple more where they might just have a dominant RB one role with like Damien Harris or like Chase Edmonds. But if let's say you said tomorrow that Cook was injured. I like Madison more than all of them, and it by a lot. So, I can understand wherever you want to take Madison, because the upside is, boom, you have a top 12 running back.
2: Yep. If Cook tore an ACL tomorrow, like you said, I mean, are we taking Madison as, like, the RB 15 off the board in Dynasty? Like, is he up there with Kamara? Does he just pass Cook if Cook, like, gets some sort of freak injury?
3: I mean, if Cook's out for the year, yeah.
2: I mean, like, I will, Cook drops Madison jumps, but mm-hmm. does he, like, go to where cook was immediately
3: and then he's a free agent next year It'd be real interesting
2: yeah they, they could tag him and then try to sign him or whatever but definitely an upside long-term play in madison
0: like it what do you got all right you guys are gonna be shocked
2: i don't know i was gonna shock you next i was shocked you didn't pick him last round
0: i am about to snipe all of you suckers
2: <laughs> well you better not she won't oh no no <laughs>
0: St. Brown. Come to mama.
2: Wait, not Miles Gaskin? What? Uh No, no,
0: not yet. Not yet. Please, Henry, don't. No table talk. (laughs) uh, I
2: broke it again. I'm sorry.
0: Henry, you just reminded all of the people I'm drafting with that Gaskins is Still there (laughs) (laughs) i was hoping they forgot (laughs) Ra, listen i know that you guys are haters i know that you fade him and fade him and fade him and you don't draft him like i don't draft amari cooper i don't care it leaves him for me i'm a believer i like it more than sky (laughs) more wow that is saying a lot (laughs) saying you hate sky (laughs) more (laughs)
3: <laughs> there's an argument for Amon that Jameson is hurt at the beginning of the season and Amon Ra starts doing well mm-hmm. Chark's been hurt before he's only on a one year deal maybe Amon Ra somehow develops some kind of a consistent role that you like for fantasy football so it's possible it's also possible that he falls to like the 4th, 5th, 6th best option in the passing game but listen he needs a lot
0: Goth liked him
3: you know the upside is at least worth where we're at right now because he's still young. He needs
1: Jamison to not play. He needs Shark to be hurt. He needs Hawkinson to not play and Swift to not play. And then he can be a monster. <laughs> well, all these things happened at various points last year. When it's him and guys you've never heard of. They happened last year. Yes, it has. But that's what has to happen. Yeah, Quintus Cephas. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> him and Goff bonded last year. Listen, Goff is the most meh QB out there, but for some reason they bonded and And freaking almond raw blew up. And Goff, is that's what he remembers. And he's going into this season, and he's like, that's my boy. I'm going after Ra, and now I have him on my team, and I'm beating all of you. Whatever. Moving right along.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was a slot guy in college. He'll be a slot guy in the NFL. And that role is still open on that team. You get Shark and Jamison on the outside. Hawkins at a tight end. Swift at RB. I don't doubt that he's got the slot role on Locke. It's just a question of the Lions offense with
1: Goff.
0: He's going to be a ray of sunshine is all I have to say. <laughs>
1: (laughs) I'm excited for the Lions and golf. just not with Amon Ra.
0: Whatever, Mike, hater.
1: Yes. I mean, speaking of mad quarterbacks.
2: (laughs) Bad quarterbacks on bad teams, here we go. (laughs) Don't
1: be mean. Yeah, uh, here we go. Uh meh quarterbacks. He's oh. not that bad. I, I took Baker Mayfield here.
0: He is so much less meh.
1: Probably a mid quarterback too, when healthy, he is a lot better than he was last year injured on Carolina with CMC and DJ Moore and maybe Robbie Anderson and then maybe <laughs> Terrace
2: Marshall. And Brandon Zilstra, I think, is still there, so you're good.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I mean it's a little rough there, but I mean he's shown that he's a mid quarterback too, and it's 12 team super format when you can get a mid quarterback too at this range. It's it's a big win.
0: I like Baker Mayfield. He's one of my faves. I think he's great.
1: I love his commercials. Which he will be doing no more of, apparently. I know. They could have did like a moving out episode and it'd be like, hey, you want the massage table? They're like, nah, you can leave that for the new guy.
3: That would have been really funny.
0: He needed that.
3: I saw something that they declined it. They like did. he was he was willing to. Aww.
0: Aww. I think that would have been freaking hilarious. It would have lightened yep. up the tone. They should have done it. They should have had him moving into Carolina, which happens to only be about 30 minutes from me. So I may have to do some stalking. You know, CMC lives right around the corner. It'd be okay if Baker did too. I'm just saying. But Carolina week two, you guys are going <laughs> <I'm> down. <gone. laughs> actually have to be a Panthers fan for the first time in my life because I've never really been a Panthers fan, but I'm the gypsy of all football. So I may be Carolina this year. Yeah. Baker.
1: Yeah, Juju this year, maybe.
0: I am not probably rooting for Juju. <laughs> maybe. I don't know.
3: We've reached the point in the draft where I'm starting to say, do I want the short term benefit of a veteran who's likely going to be usable for fantasy football? Or do I want a rookie who has upside to be good and then good for a long time? But obviously, rookie haven't seen anything yet for me I split the tie with the older gents with Cooks and Keenan Allen I prefer Mike Williams Keenan Allen just how Henry took it but that is not what everyone would think obviously at 30 years old it's it's not great but he is linked as best buddy to one of the best quarterbacks so there's no denying that it likely is probably going to be good for at least another year maybe to take that for the reasons that Mike says this position is super. Super replaceable. So if I get something that ends up being like a wide receiver one for one or two seasons, I'm going to have six, seven other wide receivers when he fades to dust. It's it's a replaceable position. So do I want to turn away the wide receiver one ability potential of Keenan Allen or, you know, rock solid percentage chance that Cook's as good as like a wide receiver two or better? That's just kind of where I'm at with this group is one of the last couple vets that I would take before a big group of the the rookies here with Cooks and Keenan Allen.
1: I love those picks. Those could easily be like picks at the turn in a, in a real startup and that would put you in like a really good win now position. And like I said with those later picks, you know those later rookie picks when you're picking 12, that's wide receiver range again. This are your replacements. You kind of keep building them. Those are solid guys to be taking in this range. And then I followed it up with the complete opposite. Dotson, I think he's critically underrated in this rookie class. I'm not saying he's the best wide receiver in this rookie class, but when you, when you have that kind of draft capital, Carson Wentz is not a bad quarterback. He could easily be a top guy on that team. I, I just, I've never seen a guy get drafted top sixteen with a good size and decent playmaking ability, just be completely faded into the second round like that. That's in rookie drafts.
2: Yeah, the McLaurin extension certainly dinged him a little for me. There was hope that he wouldn't get anything done and maybe get traded or something like that and be really good next year. I
1: mean, everyone's like so high on McLaurin, and you know, McLaurin, McLaurin's like the little engine that could, but he just never did. He's just like always like a, like a like. A wide receiver, two overdrafted and like overhyped. And he's just, you know, he's just a meh on your team. He's never going to be a wide receiver one. He's just going to be like a middling guy that you overpaid for.
2: Sounds like what a lot of people say about DJ Moore.
1: A lot of people do, uh. but he's a lot younger.
2: Yep, he is. McLaren is sneaky old and DJ Moore sneaky young.
1: Definitely younger than Velas
2: Jones. He's not, but it is close. He, he might yeah, be. maybe by maybe next by year. Next
1: year, <laughs> if, 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 if he dies,
2: Velas <laughs> Jones' true birth certificate comes out. It's like, you're 33. Ha <laughs>
1: You're a transfer student. She played for eight years in college in D3. What happened? Just bounces (laughs) around
2: college to college,
1: (laughs) dominating.
0: Well, I certainly hope that Dotson blows up and has a tremendous year because I picked him up in round 16 of my Scott Fishbowl draft. I have so much Dotson. After we thought we were going to pick him up like two rounds earlier, but (laughs) he just kept falling. So I'm like, all right, finally, I'll take him.
3: This is week 14 buys. Everyone's dodging them. Uh, so they keep falling.
0: Yeah. Uh, There's so many.
3: But you scooped all the value. I did scoop all the value. I'll have Elijah Mitchell off the waiver wire by then and we'll be fine.
1: You'll <laughs> be good. It'll be like a Michael Hasty game or something. You'll be able to pick him up. Mm. Jeff Jeff Wilson.
2: Apparently uh Jeff Wilson is the RB two right now in yeah. the Niners camp.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe Trey Sermon becomes relevant. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Mike's next pick, Trey Sermon.
0: There's people talking about that, and I'm like, how? How is that going to happen? I don't see it.
1: They're just hopeful because they picked him tenth overall in the rookie draft. They're just willing people that they like or that they have taken to be good. It's like they just, yep. they just hope they're good. Power you know, they, of
0: positive energy. The power
1: of positive energy. You know, <laughs> there's no, there's nothing backing behind. There's no situation where it's like it's going to work out. They just, they just want it to happen.
0: Speaking of the Scott fishbowl I'm actually currently on the clock FYI. I haven't made my pick yet. Take a kicker. What I'm going to do. What is it? Round 18. It's getting thin and like everybody left is a week 14 buy, which is like <laughs> the worst. <laughs> like everybody, it doesn't matter who I take because if they're week 14, they're not going to be playing anyway. But I need to be picking somebody here. Um pickens. Yeah. You know, I'm probably picking Pickens here. Yeah. That's who I was looking at and I'm going to go ahead, picking Pickens. Obviously he's got a tood in life but we'll see.
2: His dress video is like already like a bad omen red flag <laughs> it's like wearing a what do they call those like balaclava and or like a ski mask baklava like like the honey treat no no baklava Bak- is the honey Bak- treat balaclava is what you rob a bank what? with <gasps> yep i never
0: heard that word. That's not been in my word of the day app.
2: You rob a bank with pastries? Yeah, don't ask me why I know what a balaclava is. Don't want to find out. is excellent.
3: (laughs) I definitely think there are were some concerns like that with Pickens. He couldn't have gone to a better spot to potentially put out that potential flame for a fire that it could cause. This is a coach that managed Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Claypool. Yeah, (laughs) and now Clay Pool, and now he's going to have to manage Pickens, so if he can manage them to that degree where they can still be some of the best players at their position in the NFL, it's a great landing spot for someone who has potential character concerns. Uh-huh. Best spot he could have gone for uh, chances for success.
0: If they can deal with Crazy Town Brown, they definitely can control Pickens.
3: His redraft value has, you know, slim Pickens. Ah! Yeah. Uh. You're going know, you know, to let him have that one? But if if Deontay gets traded before the trade deadline, all of a sudden Pickens would be one of your favorite wide receivers to close the season, potentially. Or at least would have that, you know, tantalizing potential upside. If
2: they had a quarterback. They have a quarterback. They have two. Yeah, they got they got three. The, the one that's third on the depth chart is the most valuable one. Duck Hodges? Yep, Devlin Hodges back in the day. Doc. Uh, he had that awesome Sunday night football game against the Chargers. Yep. Uh, next up here, I went Jameis Winston. To me, he would have been the first quarterback taken here. He's got the two year deal there in New Orleans. I believe they're a playoff team this year. They beat the Bucks twice every year and just can't do it in the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs last year. They were 5-0 with Winston last year. He looked to have fixed the interception problem. Obviously gives a lot of receiver help this year. Last year it was Deontay Harty and Marquez Callaway and a bunch of other no-namers. This year it's Chris Olave, hopefully a Michael Thomas return, uh, Jarvis Landry. So he's certainly got some better weapons this year than last.
1: The fishmonger?
2: Yep, the trout man. Taysom Hill at tight end, even.
0: I think it's a good pick for you, uh, considering I don't think you're going to get much out of Drew Breeze, so yeah. you're definitely going to plug yeah. somebody. Yeah, I
2: had to lock up the New Orleans <laughs> quarterback. That's,
1: that's, that's the breeze cuff.
2: <laughs> yep, I got the cuff to breeze. And then my next pick here, man, Mike knows...
0: Please don't snipe me! Please don't snipe me!
2: I won't. Mike knows my love affairs with the Probably the two guys in between here in the half point tight end premium. There's even really a third guy that kind of sneaks in there for me. But it's Komet and Gasicki, And I think I'll give the nod to Gasicki, which probably surprises Mike. <clears throat> Gasicki's yes, been a top 12 tight end for what three years in a row now? Last year, tight end nine. He's a former second round pick at a Penn State, I think the same year Barkley was. And if it weren't for Barkley's performance at the combine, Gasicki yes, would have been the star of the show. I think he's the best athlete at tight end in the league. Every year, we see this guy jumping 40 feet or 40 inches in the air.
1: Forty feet. <laughs> Forty feet. <laughs> wow. Looking
0: big. <laughs>
1: Superman on
2: the field. Big ups. <laughs> a lot of people didn't watch the Dolphins a ton last year, especially those Jacoby Brissett games.
0: Mike did.
2: Yeah, those Bursette games, though, Gasicki was dominant. It was over the middle, Gasicki. And then there's so many highlight plays. You look back and you see you know the best catches of the year, and it's Gasicki one-handed grab over two defenders, Gasicki mossing someone in the end zone. He's one of the more slept on tight ends. He's on the franchise tag, just like Schultz. Maybe next year he goes somewhere else. Uh, they did just add Tyree Kill, which I think is part of the reason some people are fading him a little bit. But I think the talent is too great to just get replaced by an outside receiver for targets.
0: Aren't they collecting wide receivers on that team right now?
1: Yep. What, two? Uh, they got rid of Parker. They have two. They used to have like one yeah. and like seven guys that shouldn't have been on the field. Now they have two and seven guys that shouldn't be on the field.
2: Oh, uh, Okay. Who knows if Mack Hollins is still there? Cedric Wilson just above that tier. Oh, yeah, Cedric Wilson. Yeah, yeah Cedric Wilson.
1: whole bunch of nothing after that.
0: They have Gaskin. Do you need anybody else?
2: (laughs) Do they still have Preston Williams? Yeah, probably. And uh, the fourth round pick, Eric Izukanma, the fourth round punt returner or whatever, maybe. Yeah. Lynn Bowden, an Iowa love affair at one
1: point. Lynn Bowden. Oh,
0: Iowa. (laughs) <laughs> I was hoping we forgot.
1: Is he a running back, a wide receiver? And a quarterback. He's all of it. Malcolm Perry.
2: I do like the new uh, head coach there, Mike McDaniels from San Fran. They brought in a bunch of San Francisco retreads. And... Are you saying Bowden's Debo? Yeah, Bowden's the new Debo. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Forget Waddle. Forget Tyreek Kill. It's Bowden.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then River Crockcraft and Sherfield from the Niners, which people are probably not familiar with the practice squad. Star River Crockcraft.
0: River who? Cockcraft?
2: River Crawcraft. River, cra- Crawcraft. I remember he had a really good primetime game back in 2018. I remember I was out at a bar and saw him. I think it might have been one of the Richie James games where he went off. Ow! I'm near 30. Remember, Papa?
1: How were you at a bar two years ago? Yeah, this was like three,
0: three years ago. It was ago. I mean. 18 and up that day, Mike.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He threw me
0: off.
3: <laughs> He's a dying old rebel. He
0: meant to say a sleepover, but he said bar to sound cool.
3: The monkey bars. <laughs> sleepover is just Just what he told mom. Uh,
0: Listen, if mom's listening, he was at a sleepover.
2: (laughs) Yep, could be the new kiddo for that offense. Are you picking,
3: Queen?
0: Well, for my next pick, I'm going with someone who after news came out about his hefty uh, running back starter on that team, Leonard Fournette, maybe Rashad White will be the go-to in Tampa Bay.
2: You sniped Iowa.
0: Because apparently uh Fournette's looking big. So I got Rashad White. Oh, like it. Sorry, Nick.
2: He said, meet me, meet me on 9-11 is what he tweeted out. So
0: apparently Fournette and Najee have been getting together a lot in the offseason and doing a lot of cooking.
1: Going to McDonald's <laughs> together. I would have taken I would have taken White next if you had. Oh, I
0: sniped both of you. Yeah. Double
1: snipe. Yeah.
0: Bang bang. Collateral. <laughs> I love it. Mm.
1: Ooh, yeah. Mm. Excellent pick. Yeah, Tight end premium. Guy who catches a lot of passes, doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. Hopefully the touchdowns happen. Yeah,
2: zero last year. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely zero. Another guy on Chicago. There's not a lot of guys in Chicago. He's going to throw some passes. Somebody's got to catch them. It's going to be Komet. It's going to be Mooney. Mooney and Komet. <laughs> the rest will be spread out real thin, but these are going to be the two primary guys there, and hopefully that offense does get better. uh uh-huh.
0: Another honorable mention for my Scott Fishbowl team. Thank you very much. you have commit? I do.
1: Oh, nice. That's awesome. Excellent pick. Yep. Yeah, he had a lot. A lot of his catches were for first downs, too, so he's going to be, he will be a big first downs target on that team, so.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty pretty stoked. That,
1: that'll help you with that scoring.
0: Yep.
2: Let's just keep the Gabe Davis fall going to make so many listeners angry. <laughs> They're like, he's my wide receiver five in Dynasty.
3: It's
1: like, I don't
3: want Gabe Davis. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm at with my I pick here it's either if i say okay i'm good at quarterback and i don't really need quarterback i would be splitting the tie with either gabe davis or Isaiah spiller at this point which after them i'd rather have taken stabs at the quarterbacks for my qb3 more than likely than taking like damian harris or edmonds unless i'm already good at qb or even like Kareem hunt so for these two picks i know you guys aren't the biggest fan of gabe davis
2: he's better at this value (laughs) yeah
3: Yeah. he's he's fallen to more like what we would pay for him compared to what he's probably actually going to go for in a draft
1: i don't know that i would pay like a 203 for him
3: nope the second pick i'm picking isaiah spiller and this is just a stab that 27 plus year old eckler may not be healthy for the entire season we've seen what we get out of roundtree and kelly and it isn't exciting at least maybe with a chance spiller at this point that's what you're taking with these running backs. Either someone who's not going to have a whole lot of upside, or someone who has a really low floor, but a little better ceiling. And that's how I view Spiller.
1: I really like the Spiller pick there. I mean, like you said with, like, Eckler, I mean, he had a complete outlier number of carries, touchdowns. Everything. One thing Los Angeles has been trying to do for Eckler is to get him a running back that can kind of run the ball on the early downs and kind of take that load off for him. And they just haven't. They haven't re-signed Justin Jackson. They don't really like to give the ball to Kelly. There's not really a lot going on there. Spiller fell tremendously in the drafts after the combine and the pro day, but he was like a, a pretty high rated back prior to the draft. So this is probably one of the better situations for him to fall late in.
2: Yeah, we talked about a pre-draft how the Chargers did not anticipate Eckler getting a bunch of goal line work uh, early earlier down carries. Even Eckler himself said, Don't look at me to get more than four touchdowns on a year, and then he
1: got like 15 to 20 last year. Like 17. 17- I think total somewhere around there. Yeah, it was it was bananas. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. And now he's being taken in the second round. So I know we're gonna talk about not liking Eckler again. Every show. Every show.
0: I want to sing the bananas song. (laughs) What's the song, Noble? (laughs) The bananas song. The B A N A N A S. (laughs) N
2: A N A S. It's bananas. Is that Fergie? Who was that? I don't know. Was it Gwen
0: Stefani? Is it? Gwen Stefani. That's
2: right. That's right.
3: All right, Mike, I like your pick a little bit more recently than I have all offseason. A little more
1: recently. Can't guard. Can't guard, Mike. Yeah, he's 29 years old. He hasn't played in football in like two years. But I thought he was 74 years old. He's close you know. to it. He might <laughs> be. Somewhere
3: in the middle.
0: Yeah. Super old balls.
1: <laughs> at this point in the draft when we're taking Isaiah Spiller, like a fifth-round rookie pick, and I'm going to take a shot at a guy who could be a wide receiver one on a team with Jameis Winston chucking the ball to him. Yep. Jump ball Jameis. He took the greatest wide receiver. Receiver of
2: all time, did you know he's gonna break his own reception record again this year for the fifth, fifth consecutive <laughs> season? Yeah,
1: I mean, he'll definitely beat last year.
2: Just taking shots at Aaron while I can, and he'll probably be the year
3: before. <laughs> As you say, when did you become an Ohio <laughs> State fan? Yeah, the upside
1: for him is not long term. It's just a season or two of mm-hmm. potentially having a top wide receiver, and at this point, that's where I'm comfortable paying that. Like where you were getting Keenan Allen and Brandon Cooks. A little more risk with Thomas, but same deal.
3: It's a weird situation with projection. Projecting it too because you're projecting off of what like three years ago
1: yeah mm-hmm.
3: that it could come back to that now at 29 well past various checkpoints but also hasn't played in the last two years it's just a it's a weird equation it could happen but i'm scared to invest anything of like real great value to find out with michael thomas personally
1: yeah nothing like real like great value what player number are we up to right now yep. 30 times four like you know after 120 pretty much mm-hmm. after you're starting why not? This is a bench player at this point. That's not a lot of value.
3: Mm-hmm. We're gonna get through the whole first 120 today. Already did. We're so good.
2: Wait, no yeah. about two at the end mm-hmm. of the 30th here. Yep. I'm not
1: very good with math.
2: Me
0: neither. I mean, yeah. You should have seen me asking Nick to explain to me how he figures out which number is a pick. I was like, can you explain the math on how to figure <laughs> out what number the pick is? And I don't even I was like, Gina, why are you even asking this question? Because you know he's gonna explain it and you're gonna go, so, yeah, I don't get it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was a fat kid growing up, and in second grade, we had an ice cream sundae party. Ooh. But the party, you earned... Toppings for your ice cream sundae by getting your multiplication tables correct.
0: Oh, motivation.
2: (laughs) Anything like 1 through 12 I was really good at. 12 specifically I think it was like chocolate chips so I learned all the 12s perfectly.
3: The question is (laughs) do you salivate when you do multiplication? Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm multiplying
2: 12s every draft I'm like, ooh, man, ice cream sundae sounds real good right about that.
1: Don't remind me of ice cream sundaes at the the Giants uh, Ravens Super Bowl when I was like in fourth grade. They had a competition in the classic who can guess the score the closest? And I guess the score the closest. Ooh. And I didn't get the ice cream. She gave it to somebody else. Oh, because
3: no. I was like,
1: wait, I was closer. She said, no, you went over. Well, that wasn't mentioned in the rules. You said whoever got it closest. Oh, that's crap. Mm.
3: Oh. Uh, the Price
1: is Right rules.
3: Gotcha. Papa Bear scarred.
1: <laughs> Not happy.
0: He's pretty bitter.
1: I still remember. <laughs> It was between two of us. Two of us picked the Ravens to win.
0: Oh. Mm. Mm. Papa, I'll buy you an ice cream Sunday.
1: I, I got I have like 12 pints of hot dogs in the freezer. We're good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but pints. I feel like you're still holding something, right? Here. Not a they, go, they, go on, Not a they go on
1: sale and I just filled the, the regular fridge and then the deep freezer's got all the meat. Mm.
0: Oh my god. All right. I'm on the clock. For my final pick in this draft, I'm gonna go with the man they picked. quarterback in Atlanta, Ritter.
1: The bench Ritter? Maybe.
0: We'll see. This isn't a pick, obviously, that I'm expecting to play now. Uh, Marcus Mariota, of course, uh, is going to be starting the quarterback position. We'll see how long he's there. I've mentioned in the past that Mariota won me my very first ever fantasy football league. So, yeah, I gotta have a little faith in Marcus. He can do it again. But I don't have him anywhere. So he's not gonna be winning me any fantasy football league but (laughs) Ritter is going to be sitting there <laughs> Priming on my bench. I, I do have to ask, are we
1: really taking uh, rookie quarterbacks in the third round who are, who are backups before Jared Goff at this point? Yes, I would have as well. Me too. I, 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 I can't see it. God, they took nobody else in in Detroit. And I know all of you would have taken him over over Goff too, but it I would depend.
0: It would depend on who I've picked so far, which is a little bit difficult because Iowa picked all those players already. No, no,
1: you, you need everything. It's just, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
3: If my my quarterbacks are Lamar and Dak, I'd rather have Jared Goff because I only need you two different weeks, all my bye weeks If my quarterbacks are outside of that top 7, 8, 9, 10, I'd probably have Ritter because at least there's a chance where, you know, he ends up being better than just extremely average, which is what Goff is. He's, like, lucky he wasn't replaced this year, and it's probably inevitable sooner or later. So at least with Ritter, there's, like, a story I can tell where he gets value in the future and then beyond uh, with Goff, it's just like a ticking time bomb of mediocrity. Meh.
1: Is it? I mean, it's really weird to go ahead and it's really, really weird to have like a ticking time bomb of mediocrity <laughs> with a rookie running back. They signed a, a true wide receiver one to a one-year deal, not even like a long-term deal, a one-year deal. They drafted a wide receiver early. Who's the rookie running back? Matt Swift. Oh, okay. They have a whole team built around him at this point. They've kind of been building together and why would they sign Sharp at that point?
0: Listen, Papa, this this is my team.
1: I'm not saying that Goff <laughs> is great. I'm not saying he's a, he's a top-end quarterback, but I think there's a greater than zero chance and a greater than public perception chance that Goff is not out of a job next year, and maybe he is there for a few years in Detroit. And last year was not the worst of Goff.
0: I left him for you.
3: It's a possibility because the same reason that they got Chark is the same reason that the Jags got Kirk for that giant number is because it's hard to talk people into coming there. Yep. Yeah so if they have a hard time replacing Goff because they can't get anybody to come there they don't end up with a draft pick that makes sense to replace him maybe I mean it's a possibility that you can get a QB 25 through 32 for next season as well
0: you know I think I have more questions about Henry's next pick
3: he said he's coming back I just
2: had to complete the New Orleans quarterback room and get Phillip (laughs) Rivers clearly the best value on the board (laughs) potential (laughs) hall of famer
0: Mike I don't anything about Ritter when Henry picked Philip Rivers
3: (laughs) great pick noble Great pick.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Nick. I'm glad somebody appreciates it because Mike certainly doesn't.
3: In a
2: competition of who has the most kids, mm-hmm. he'll certainly earn you the most points. It could be worse. Mm-hmm. I can flex him into my high school coaching spot in my roster.
1: Oh nice. I like the next
2: pick. It's a flexible pick. Uh just like Rivers very flexible. Flexi. Mobile as all get out. Is he?
1: I mean he does have like he does have like twenty kids. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, Is he like gumby? Flexible.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's got that weird delivery, you know, next year I'm looking for. Him to take that step up in his 23rd (laughs) year. (laughs) So Alec Pierce would be my next pick, actually. Uh, Rookie wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. They have not re-signed T.Y. Hilton yet. They may never. It's Michael Pittman, then question marks in the receiving game. So for me, that would be Alec Pierce as the number two, hopefully, which I love with Matt Ryan at quarterback now. I think he could be primed for a really good breakout. He had the highest vertical of any receiver at the Combine, all of them.
0: Was it 40 feet. Yeah,
2: 40 feet. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of D1 volleyball offers, actually, and he ran like a 4 4-3-something at the Combine. Really good athlete. People probably underestimate that. Uh, it was between him and, like, Zach Ertz, and then obviously I like michael Hardman and Marquez Valdez-Scantling more than uh, some of the other KC receivers already off the board.
1: Byron Pringle, that's the other guy that, that Chicago brought up. Everybody forgets about him, and I forget about him, too.
2: Well, he had the DUI earlier in the offseason, which was not good publicity. Yeah, that's kind of... It's no publicity no more. Nobody remembers. But he finished above Gabe Davis last year,
1: Byron Pringle did. Yeah, and he'll probably do that again this year <laughs> and be taken 20 rounds later. Yeah,
2: I'm going to doubt it,
1: but...
0: Hey, he's available in the Scott Fishbowl, but he's week 14. <laughs> yeah,
1: of course he is. Yeah, but... I've been taking a dart throw at him, like, last round or two of drafts.
3: Alec Pierce is someone who, since the NFL draft has fallen just a little bit, the fact that, like, Paris Campbell is ahead of him right now, it could end up better, and I do still obviously like the Pro profile even without the dominance he you know on a good team he has an excuse i don't mind alec pierce there and with that pick there it rounds out 120 players if you took out all of our top 24s and then this draft today
0: i
1: like the pierce pick this is top 120
0: he hates my ritter pick i
1: don't hate it
3: ritter's interesting
1: i think it's interesting i just think that these third round you quarterbacks at and stuff. me i did not yell at you
0: yeah you kind of did no i did not <laughs> i'm just kidding i
1: did not yell at you.
0: You'll know when I'm yelling
1: at you. I don't like the runner pick. It would be the same thing taking Malik or any of those guys at this point. Malik a big faller, man.
2: Big faller. Yeah, he is. He was like our number two overall rookie going pre-draft and then.
0: I hope he proves everybody wrong. I want Malik yeah, to do well. Yeah, we but have
2: not seen many quarterbacks out of the first round succeed since like 2014, 2012 even with Russ. So. The
3: odds are so bad, man.
2: So bad against
1: you. Or if we want to go back, like, several more years, we got Brady.
2: <laughs> and Jalen Hurts. Noble, <laughs> oh, well, you want to get us out of here?
0: Yeah, let's uh, finish this up.
2: I'm going home. I'm
0: going home. Going home?
2: Chris Daugherty. Who?
0: Well, that concludes our mock draft today of tight ends and sexy wide receivers and all of the other scraps. <laughs> This is actually a fun draft. I kind of liked this mid. I like this mid range stuff because this is where things get a little bit convoluted when you're trying to decide. There's a lot of different angles to look at. So for somebody like me, I don't have the time to create and study spreadsheets. I get very confused in this middle stuff. So this is really, really helpful. I hope it's helpful for everybody listening. Anyway, we appreciate everybody who always tunes in to listen, or if this is your first time listening, make sure you go back and listen to all the other pods where we have a ton of information. These guys are so smart with fantasy dynasty rankings, and we have a ton of fun, probably more fun than we should. So definitely go listen to our podcasts. If you haven't been listening prior, of course, I've been drafting for the Scott Fishbowl. If you want to stay up to date with all the goings on with the Scott Fishbowl draft, you can follow me on Twitter at NobleGFF. I've been trying to keep everybody up to date with draft picks. It's been fun. You can find Henry at
2: clairvoyance, FF, and then on sleeper, at clairvoyance.
0: Mike, where are they finding you?
1: You didn't say at for me.
0: You have to say it.
1: <laughs> All right, at underscore Papa Bearclaw on Twitter. And then uh, just Papa Bearclaw on sleeper.
0: Nick, where are they finding you? At.
3: <laughs> when I first started doing the internet stuff, it was like AOL Instant Messenger. And I definitely thought the at symbol meant A round. Because it's like the A symbol and then you draw a circle around it. I thought that oh. symbol meant around.
0: Okay. That's, so I can see that
3: on Twitter you can find me around Iowa in the NFL, and <laughs> you can find this podcast around rank, draft, trade. Uh, we also have the ranks up on the website, and in the new future we might even have a new short length podcast for waivers coming for preseason and the potential season. I like it. Potential teas for that. Also going into the next month we should be able to get the top 120. What we finished drafting today out there on the website as well so lots of cool stuff to look forward to and we are just that much closer to the nfl
0: season we're there and as always we hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true <laughs> i'm just glad we got chisco in there in the first 10 minutes oh
1: there it is <laughs> <laughs> all right we're
0: out peace
1: okay bye-bye i can hit pause now or
3: stop is it stop yes yeah, stop stop
0: collaborate and listen